Hi, May there. Just a quick PSA to let you know that there will be some spoilers in this episode, specifically for Merlin, Jane the Virgin, Lost, Lucifer, and Shit's Creek. All of the timestamps for those will be in the show notes, so check that out if you don't want to be spoiled for any of these shows. Let's do this. Dab dab. Welcome to Something Queer is Happening Here, where we discuss queer subtext in literature and media. Because why bury your gaze? When you can dig them up! Yay! <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Drew. Uh, Drew Frankie Victory. Please use the whole name, I'm very pretentious about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh god, your mind just goes completely blank when you have to talk about yourself. I play... See, this I is play why I have Murray. notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it'll be easy to introduce myself. I play Mina Murray in Murray Mysteries. Check it out. It's amazing. It's written by the amazing Matey Duck here. Um, I want to be a writer one day, so it's good to analyse queer subtext and things because I want to have queer things and things as opposed to subtext. There we go. <laughs> and uh, I'm May, Matey Dick. I'm an audio drama writer and producer and a PhD researcher. I'm the creator of Murray Mysteries as Drew has pointed out, uh, and my work, uh, my research work focuses on literary adaptations and how they can benefit and empower marginalized communities. So I do a lot of digging out gays. That was in that my was research. Really good. Thank you. you. You continue to impress me every day. <laughs> I've been guesting on a lot of podcasts. I have, I have my intro down <laughs> at this point. Sorry, I'll just, I'll just learn from the master. It's okay. <laughs> So um, to tell you a bit about what we're doing in this podcast, we're basically just going to go through pieces of literature, media, TV shows, movies, games, anything, and uh, find the queer subtext in there and argue for that queer subtext. Um, It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and we've got some good things coming. Uh, But to start Mm -hmm. us off, I thought we could talk a little bit more about our favorite queer ships characters everything um so to get started first favorite queer subtext character drew who do you think right so i'm going i'm going back to my roots i'm gonna say morgana from merlin um she was definitely a lesbian like i don't think she ever showed any interest in men except for like the men she was told she had to show interest in um and also like magic in the whole of merlin is just a huge allegory for homosexuality so like her discovering oh my god oh my god i can do magic and like gwen always being there to help her after discovering that it's so gay it is 100 percent gay organa's a lesbian casey mcgrath always plays lesbians that's Mm. that's my point (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fair see i I called um, Gwen the paddle by. Uh, there's this one episode where she fights with a paddle and it just stuck. Uh, <laughs> she and I think she's very nice. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been so I long since I've find that Merlin. episode again. But yeah, yeah I remember like taking a lot of pictures. It. And I was like, I've never been so attracted to anyone. Honestly, <laughs> I was obsessed with the actress who played Gwen and uh, I was obsessed with Kate McGrath as well. I just didn't know I was gay at the time. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, why do I only want to step at pictures of, of Morgana and Gwen? I wonder. 
<laughs> All right, what's yours? Favorite queer subtext character? Hit me up. Uh, mine is also someone I simp for quite a lot, and it's uh, Miss Stacy, specifically the version in Anne with an E. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do a whole episode about this, but I think she is um, a demigirl. I think Mm. she's, she's very like gender non-conforming. And I think she's bisexual, uh, mostly because uh, I want her to marry me. So (laughs) her gender is just so powerful. Like, yeah, she's got such like, capital g gender vibes yeah you know when she rocks up on like the, the like the motorbike with the oh trousers my God, yeah. and honestly nearly convinced me to join education because i was like oh, she's so pretty <laughs> and maybe i'll meet someone like her people <laughs> just so you know you should not pick your career on whether you think you're gonna meet cute people well um, a little a little unknown fact about me. Um, I wanted to be an astronaut for a very long time because I had a huge crush on Jean-Luc Picard. That's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> real. <laughs> it's not what were you thinking? Like, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna meet him at a work party or something? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought like, you know, maybe maybe I would I would get to space and the Enterprise would show up and be there. But the thing is, is like Very he's fair. pretty. He's a pretty masculine guy, and I don't tend to be masculine leaning. <laughs> I don't know what it is about John Luke Picard, but listen, I can't say anything about being delusional. I used to have the biggest crush on Mika, and to be fair, that was before he was out. But everyone knew he was gay. Everyone knew. <laughs> I wasn't complete denial. Oh, okay. I was like, no, he's definitely bi. Because if he meets me, then he will fall in love with me. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 words were said and nothing happened. <laughs> God. It's been a long day. <laughs> right. But yeah, Miss Miss Stacy. Oh. And that scene where the kids come out with all the lights. And she's oh like, Oh my god, yeah, that's really so great. And she has this uh, yeah, and she has this big speech. Oh, uh, she's like dreamers change the world. Uh, and yeah. that's actually the title of one of my chapters. Well, not chapter, sub-chapter. It's the title of my conclusion for my Anne of Green Gables uh, chapter in my thesis. Nice. Dreamers change the world. Wow. You're so cool. You know so many <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I discovered nope. today that milk's not filled with water. <laughs> I will not elaborate. Let's I mean, on. they definitely water it down, I feel like. That's what I thought, but apparently not. Oh, well, okay. we're both done then. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell my housemate. <laughs> Moving <Wow>. on. <laughs> favorite, favorite queer subtext ship. Okay, I had a bit of an essay for this one, which is that... <laughs> Amazing. I'm really hesitant to lean into like fandom culture because a lot of like the predominantly queer ships tend to be two kind of attractive white men with a little bit of chemistry um, and people say they look cute and it kind of feels a little bit fetishizing but also it's been a really long time since I've consumed media that didn't at least try to have gay characters so there's never really been characters in recent years that I've looked at and been like oh I really wish that they were queer and like looked subtext for it so again going back to my roots in the first sort of characters that sort of made me realize hey maybe 
maybe I'm a little bit queer was Marlene and Arthur because it was just huge and I had such gender envy of Marlene and I just wanted to like <laughs> be him but I didn't know what that felt like so I thought I had a crush on him explain the I just wanted to be him <laughs> right <laughs> Like, genuinely, I wanted to be Merlin so bad. And uh, maybe this is a, for another episode, but Merlin just radiates trans mask energy so much. Oh, that's um, true. He does, I never right? thought of it before. He does. Yeah. And, like, the baggy clothes, like, hide yeah. the binder and stuff. But anyway. Um, so Merlin and Arthur. And then absolute classic queer ship uh, subtext is Kirk and Spock. <laughs> I feel like everybody who's ever into Star Trek is just like, yeah, they fucking, they definitely yeah. fucking. <laughs> I, I, um, I put a little note which I said, I thank these ships for their service, but I understand that there are better things out there. <laughs> that is understandable. You know, this this episode is all about our our little pet ships and pet characters, <laughs> like journeys. <laughs> exactly. There's no there's no right or wrong answer. Um, uh, although mine has a big history of controversy. Ooh, uh, ooh, actually, I, I have two. I have two. Uh, but the the one with the controversy is Anne and Diana from Anne of Green Gables. Um, ah. Yeah. So there was controversy so because uh, this one uh, this one scholar, uh, Robinson, did a presentation and then a paper on um, the queer subtext of Anne of Green Gables and especially Anne and Diana because they're constantly talking about each other like they're like courting or married or whatever. Mm. Uh, Anne at some point is like, I just realized that Diana one day is going to get married to a man. And- <laughs> oh no, baby gay. <laughs> I know, baby I am gay like, moment. that's so gay. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that, uh, paper was very poorly received. A lot of people outside of academia got word of it and were completely mm. outraged. Like, how dare you, uh, ruin a childhood, a pure childhood character like this. So, um, yeah, it was very, very controversial. When was the paper written? Um, I want to say 2008, oh. but I could be wrong. I thought it was going to be like you know 1987. Oh no, it's more recent than that. 2008. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I mean, to be fair, considering. Yeah. Um, imagine backlash. Guys, if you want to hear about it, you can Google it. It has a Wikipedia page. That's how. Uh, that's how big it got. It's called the Bosom Friends Controversy, um, or Bosom Friend Affair. Yeah, it's the Bosom Friends Affair. Um, an academic and popular controversy sparked when Professor Laura Robinson speculated that Anne Shirley uh, expressed lesbian desires. Yep. Ooh, sounds like a great read. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, oh, actually, it was in 2000, so it is a bit okay. earlier. So, yeah, that's, like, that's the first is recent. One. No, it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> And the first one, I mean, we were talking about just, like, shipping, like, random straight people, but actually uh, half of this ship is, like, canon by in the show, um, mm. just doesn't end up with the character that I wanted her to end up with, uh, and that's uh, Jane, as in Jane the protagonist, and Petra in Jane the Virgin, uh, because uh, oh Petra God. does end up with a Jane, but not the Jane, and I just ship them so much. Okay, which one's bisexual, Jane or Petra? Petra. Ah, 
Okay, I need but to watch But funnily enough, and that's where, like, they very much knew what they were doing. The woman mm. that she ends up with is also named Jane. Ooh, there's a lot <laughs> to unpack there, isn't there? Right? <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, I will hold on to that chip forever. Um, now, uh, this is where it gets very fun. Uh, favorite queer crack chip? Okay, so I have two. One of them is stolen from me. Um, they're in the same vein of like crack ship vibes, which is just sort of two middle aged men who kind of. I'm wondering which one because both of mine are two middle aged, (laughs) and I'm like, which one? (laughs) Because I think you know about both of them. Two middle aged men with uh, a bit of tumultuous history. Maybe, maybe one of them hates the other one or like hates the kind of people the other one is. It could be either of them. (laughs) Okay, we have a type for our crack ships. So um for for one of them which I know this wouldn't be me is um so my example was Dalinar and Sadius from uh the Stormlight Archive. For context, I don't think you've read this, May? No, I haven't. No. For context, they're like they used to be besties and they're like youth and then when they get to their fifties they're just like bitter rivals. Um but like they're totally fucking on the side. Like there is so much tension between <laughs> their characters. Like and it's just funny to think about it that way. And then the other one, which is the one I stole from you, was Uther and Gaius. Of from- course. <laughs> this is just in a Merlin show at the moment. I figured yeah. because for the other one, you didn't get all the way into the the most shippable moments um, of that mm. ship. But yeah, that is also one of my Uther and Gaius, which uh, I. I I've decided their ship name is Utherus because it's just <laughs> It's very close to some other ones. Yeah. <laughs> they just brilliant. they just talk about their swords a lot, you know? I mean there is a whole episode where Gaius just just slaps Uther's head for a while. <laughs> Kinky. They also they, they like stand very close very often. Mm. Like no yeah. personal space, it's yeah. there's a lot of tension there. There is so much. I mean, he was at court when like he was he was with his wife that he didn't really like, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> and my second one uh, is Lock and Ben from Lost. I do know that because we watched Lost together. I can't believe I can. You know what? Lost was such a like a fever dream that I forget <laughs> I've watched it. Like <laughs> I'm rewatching it with some friends, but also you didn't watch all of it. Uh, I didn't you... watch all of it. It stopped, and like so now I see like yeah. reviews of Lost and like video essays, and I'm like, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> I know because you stopped before it got really weird, right? I think, yeah, but it, um, it still was such a fever dream. We stopped like at the end of season three. Three. Maybe? Yeah. I think so. I think um, we got to that episode with um, the main guy being like, "Tastes like salt," and I just I was like, "No, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't." The one with his tattoo. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. where a lot of people quit. That episode is is very much known as the worst episode of Lost. Actually, I think I checked, and um, we didn't finish season three because you didn't. Um, I, I think you stopped at the right moment because you stopped when Charlie was still alive. Yeah. Because I, I did not want anything to happen to my boy. <laughs> yeah. Poor Charlie. R.I.P. Charlie. Rip. Um, but yeah, 
Ben and Luck have some weird moments, and they, um, yeah, <laughs> one of them may or may not kill the other at one point, which is I mean, really not the end of their story. <laughs> it's not gay unless you kind of want to kill the other person. So, yeah. mm. um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, okay, uh, now we get into the good stuff, which is the mm. canon stuff. Uh, what is your favorite canon queer character i love all my queers equally but um usually at the top of the game is some woman who could definitely kill me (laughs) um so at the moment the ones that i'm hyper focused on are vi from arcane because she could definitely kill me and beauregard from critical because she could also definitely kill me um and that's that's all i need is just just them to know that they could squish me like an ant yeah i went with a very different vibe i went with (laughs) relatable (laughs) no if they're relatable i'm I'm not i'm not talking about them like come on i want my women unattainable and violent (laughs) yeah but i mean um we're talking about favorite canon queer characters it doesn't have to be queer characters that you're attracted to oh no no no. they're my favorite They are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm not attracted to mine, but I very much relate to her. And like, my favorites change all the time. But because um this show just ended, she's very close to my heart, and that is Claire from Dairy Girls. Uh, just the constant panic. Uh, oh, both general I do panic and gay panic. Oh yeah, she's is, so cute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> She is just a mood. She is like constantly anxious, constantly thinking of the worst case scenario, and that is very much me. Like I don't know what you're talking about, me. <laughs> so I have a little and um, not to spoil anything, but um, the second to last episode of that show very much played on my trauma and that was not Ooh. cool <laughs> i haven't seen With the second Claire season as well. oh my god yeah Oof. that's rough buddy i wish there was more of that show i can't believe it's already ended from what i've heard i feel like the ending was pretty good yeah the ending was good it just felt very short yeah but it's always best to end it super short and then instead of like dragging it, it on for years and years <laughs> You know, yeah, maybe add some like parallel <laughs> universes. <Supernatural. in> there. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Supernatural had a very succinct storyline. <laughs> Definitely. Um. So then, a favorite queer canon ship, right? All of the black sails. What? <laughs> I just yes. think like black sails. I, I'm so surprised that Black Sails isn't more popular, especially with like the rise of um, Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. I, get, I suppose Our Flag Means Death is a little bit more cheery. Um, yeah, it's it's a different genre for sure. But yeah, yeah the, it was the OG gay pirate show. Um, yeah, and and like, I can't believe I forgot just... about that when I was writing this. Like, I I feel like uh, um, Max and um, and <sighs> Anne are just one of my favorite the max ships. Anne and jack like poly relationship <laughs> it was so like it was like you know saucy and everything but it was also really cute 
Like they really yeah. put time and energy into like developing the characters and exploring why they felt the way that they do. And mm. that relationship was super cute. Um, this wasn't a canon relationship, so maybe I should talk about this in the subtext part, but John <laughs> and uh, Flint, I feel like there was a lot going on there. Mm. But anyway, um, and then my other favourite canon question of the moment, which I don't know if it is canon? I mean, they haven't kissed or anything, but you don't have to kiss for things to be you know, canon. Um, it's Vi and Caitlin from Arcane. I think yeah. it was two very well written women, um, both seeing the worlds very differently, both very different experiences, and having them like meet together in this sort of beautiful like level of understanding between each other was just really sweet. And yeah, I it's very much like <laughs> it's very much pre-canon. Like you can see they're going yeah. for canon, um, so it's not exactly subtext. Yeah. There's no way that's like subtext. If it yeah. is, if it is subtext, <laughs> and they have like by date. I don't know, freaking Jace. Then <laughs> that was full on queer baiting. I'm quitting the show now. <laughs> All right, what about you? Um, God, I had I had too many. I went for two, but I want to say honorable mention to Nick and Charlie from Heartstopper because oh, that was so, so cute. cute. Uh, it's my honorable mention, but um, I have two, and that's Even Mace from Lucifer, uh, mm-hmm. and David and Patrick from Shit's Creek. Just... I've not watched either of those shows, so give me the rundown. Oh my God, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Even Maze, so I feel like you know kind of the premise of Lucifer. It's very much uh, yeah. like a supernatural but better kind of thing. <laughs> like <laughs> Lucifer comes back, he's sexy, he's kind of morally he's, gray. Yeah, but cool. there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, so Maze is a demon. She hangs out with Lucifer a lot. Um, and she kind of struggles to get close to people. She doesn't feel like uh, she can fall in love. And then Eve arrives, who is like the Eve, uh, oh. is very much hung up on Lucifer uh until she's not anymore and uh she and Maze fall in love and they get married at the end of the show and it's so cute um <laughs> i love them very much and they uh so they do cute. bounty hunting together uh oh, like oh, badasses <laughs> love a battle couple. power couple beautiful yeah. and then uh david and patrick so david from Shit's creek is one of the main character he's one of the main family and uh from the beginning he's um he's like openly pansexual uh there's a really great um really well-written conversation at one point after he sleeps with a friend where she's like um i kind of thought you were gay (laughs) and he talks about how he likes all kinds of wine he likes like yeah i think i've seen that clip somewhere i do drink red wine but i also drink white wine and I've been known to sample the occasional rosé. And a couple summers back, I tried a Merlot that used to be a Chardonnay, oh. which got a bit complicated. Okay, yeah, so you're just really open to all wines. I like the wine and not the label. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And, yeah, and then he meets uh, Patrick, who is an estate agent, uh, sort of, and he helps him, like, start his business, and then they start business together. And then, then they fall in love, uh, and then they also get married. <laughs> oh, that is so cute! I think there's a there's a theme here. I love a good wedding episode. I just I just love. You just TV need a weddings. good wedding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so right. yeah, that's those are my my favorite ships. Um, so that's that's taking us towards the end of this episode. 
Um, what is in store for the future, Drew? Tell the right. listeners. Tell the people. Well, I have a few ideas. Um, I know Maine does too. So I'm going to just pick out some of my favourites. So the queerification of tabletop games. Um, black sales and the gay war on the British Empire. I just really want to talk about all of the gays in that and how yes. being gay is an inherent part of piracy. Even though, yeah, pirates were generally quite terrible people. Being gay is kind of cool. So, you know. Um, <laughs> um, Merlin, because both me and you have brought up Merlin so many times. Yeah. I feel like it's the pinnacle for like young like people teetering the line between Gen Z and a millennial, like their kind mm-hmm. of queer growing up experiences. Although um, not for me. I only watched it like a couple years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I was super no, I, late on that bandwagon. <laughs> I watched it um, when it came out and I was probably what, 11 at the time. And I was convinced I was going to be on the sixth season of the show <laughs> and I was going to be besties with everybody. <laughs> Um, you know how well yeah no I think my first queer show I mean I say queer show because Merlin is like it was such the the queer aspects were such a big part of it that it's almost like it was Mm. canon Uh, but for me it was actual canon I think it was like um, the uh, was was it like third and fourth seasons of Skins uh, with uh, Naomi and Emily and Mm. uh, yeah so that that was like my first exposure to like gay representation in media yeah. Oh my god, people people can be gay? What? What? That was oh me. I mean, I already <laughs> knew people could be gay, but like, it wasn't represented a lot. Um, <laughs> Alright, let me go back to the list. Uh, <laughs> why Mass Effect is for the girls and the gays. Um, <laughs> I want to keep a few of them on the back burner. Um, but I will just argue that Aragorn is definitely a trans man. So that's going to be a point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have uh, a few. I mean, I have a few that I noted down that aren't my ideas, but um, are just stuff that people have uh, suggested. But the ones, really do, <laughs> the, one that, the ones that I really want to do, the ones that I really want to do are um, the, a special one on Anne and Diana from Anne of Green Gables. Yes, uh, one on I Miss wanna... Stacy as a bisexual yeah. baby girl. Um, one on Northanger Abbey, and I think I want to focus on Catherine and Eleanor, maybe mm. having a little. Thing. Uh, and then one on the Martian because I think Mark Watney is Arrow Ace. Huh. Nobody spends that much time alone in space and doesn't like talk about having sex and <laughs> and missing out on, on relationships and dating. You know what? I completely agree with you on that one. <laughs> I never considered it, but I completely agree. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, just a sneak peek of the uh, things coming. Although the the things that are for sure coming very soon is uh, an episode on Dracula and an episode on Arcane. So So look forward to that. (laughs) We get to use the cannon cannon. Yes, we get to use the cannon cannon. Alrighty, thank you for listening, everybody. And um, we don't have a sign-off yet. Do you want to improvise a sign-off? Peace out, bitches. <laughs> I was going to say stay queer, but yours is better. <laughs> no, no, no. We should say stay queer. That was, that was probably really good. Like, okay, yeah. people, stay no, queer. No, peace out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> right. This podcast is a no storytelling production. 
It is produced and edited by Me2Deck and hosted by Drew Frankie Victory and Me2Deck. If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow notes on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening!